Greenland. We can tell you it's on. Tassie's on. The Ladbroke Summer Racing Festival. Right across Tasmania, right across summer. It's the festival of all things Tasmania has to offer. Food, wines and rare spirits, unique sights and sounds and big races in fantastic places. Did we tell you? It's on. Three codes, terrific events, one big Tasmanian celebration. So you'd better get down here. The Ladbroke Summer Racing Festival. Find out all about it at summerracingfestival.com.au It's the Tasmanian Racing Report for the Ladbroke Summer Racing Festival. It's on right across Tasmania, right across summer. Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Taz Racing Podcast uh, produced by RSN927. Matt Nevitt with you and I'm about to say hello to Matt Reid because it's been a busy seven days or so in Tasmanian racing across all three codes and it continues to heat up over the next couple of weeks. Matty, uh, good morning to you. Morning Matt, all three codes, Mm. every part of the state as well and even King Island last week I think everyone saw a lot of the, the social media coverage from uh, from from Taz Racing, from RSN, from Racing.com. Everyone was over there on the island for the Minus Rest Cup. And how good did it look? Mm, no, it certainly did. Uh, I'd love to add it to my bucket list and, and get over there over the next couple of years. We'll, we'll, we'll chat more about it after we've um, had a chat to our, our guest on the podcast this week. And our guest is Brennan Ryan, who joins us. He's uh, across everything when it comes to Greyhound Racing in Tasmania. And he joins us. Hello, Brennan. Thanks for your time. G'day, thanks, Matt. Thank you, uh, Matty Reid. It's great to be joining you guys. It's um, yeah, it's been a great week, uh, you know, as an advertisement for Tassie Racing. There's plenty on, and you know, we're as a Greyhound Co. We're really looking forward to being a part of it with the uh, Monteston Cup heats coming up on Monday night, and you know, it's the there's seven good heats there, and I think the quality's there, and whoever gets through, it's going to be a you know, each of those finalists are going to have a great story behind them heading into the final on on the fourth of February. Well, we'll start. We'll start there, Brennan. You've got your finger on the pulse of everything that's happening in Tassie Greyhound Racing, but you're also heavily involved with the Launceston Greyhound Racing Club. You must be thrilled with the depth and quality that um, the Lonnie Cup has attracted. Oh, it, it, you know, really, it's fantastic because um, you know, at the moment, there's carnivals going on all over the country, um, and you know, there's a lot of prize money on offer. So to get seven heats, we've got a good mix of. Uh, interstate dogs. Mark Delbridge has sent over um, about three runners there that have real good city performance at Sandown and 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 the Meadows. And uh, you know we've got the defending winner um, uphill Jack and uh, Hilltop Jack in the heats, and also Fernando Mick, the Hobart Thousand winner as well. So um, you know there's group winners in there, and our local qualities in there as well. There's you know the likes of Harden Up Johnny, Blitz Danger. Um, Fast Minardi, some really good dogs that are going to make this series, uh, you know, really worth watching. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The quality's there for for everyone to see, and and you're also right. It's there's so many different carnivals and races on around Australia, so it's a great effort from the club to be able to attract a field or fields like this for Monday night, as you say, Fernando Mick, who's been absolutely flying in recent times, is one of the headline acts. How do you think the local greyhounds will fare against some of these interstate raiders? Well, what we've seen so far, um, you know, being wrong to not mention um, Norman Fencer, who was bringing on Monday night, he ran 29.70-odd um, in an invitation against Fernando Mick and Hilltop Jack, and he was, in, he was impressive to lead right throughout, and he's building back up. Um, he had a bit of a break after his um, placing in the Devonport chase, and He's come back with no ill faults at the moment, and yeah, I think he's going to be in really good, you know, stead heading into the heats. And 
Um, you know, he's come up against Fernando Mick. So, uh, look, Fernando Mick went around last week as a bit of a, you know, he felt his way around, I think is the best way to describe it, and I think he'll, he will shape up a lot better as well. So that's a good contest in that heat. And there's a couple of others, you know, like Arnab Johnny, who's been an impressive part. Matty Reid knows I've talked about him half a dozen times. We've got Rojo Diamond, the Devonport Chase winner in there as well. And um, Mick Stringer's got some very good handy dogs in there, the likes of Big Opal Rocks and Manila Flash. So, you know, there's a host of quality there. You know, it may not be seen Australia-wide, but for us, as you know, Tasmanians, the dogs are there, and, yeah, we're going to really put up a, a good, um, you know, defence to keep the trophy here on on home turn. And a real coup for the club this year, Brennan, uh, having the final run on a Saturday night. There's someone involved with the club, and, and I guess the challenges involved with having your two meetings run on a on a Monday night generally and a Tuesday afternoon, not brilliant for patronage. Having a, a Saturday night slot for the big Group 2 final uh, must be a terrific bonus. Oh, it is. And, you know, we've tried to do our best efforts to get it out there as much as we can. Um, our campaign will really pick up over the next four or five days and um, the media attention's, you know, starting to happen and... Uh, look, we've got good prize money. You know, it's record prize money for the cup. It's sixty thousand to the winner. Um, we've also got the consolation. That's worth you now six thousand overall. And uh, we've got a very good distance race, the Vib Beresford Memorial, which is a time honoured event, and it's worth over six grand. So there's plenty of money available on the night. And you know, from a patronage point of view, we've got great kids' activities there, and. Uh, good competitions there for the adults to join in with the lucky dog drawer, and also you know try and pick the the exact re, um, result of the of the of the of the final of the cup. So yeah, there's plenty on offer. Yeah, that's great. Should be a great event for all that go along. Hey, Brennan, got to ask about the kennel at home. How obviously your dad Pat, who trains, um, he's one of the star trainers in Tasmania. How's the kennel going at home? Have you got some superstars there waiting to uh, unleash? Uh, look, we've got a lot of young dogs coming through at the moment. We've got a 15-month-old litter. There's three pups out of that that are showing a lot of promise. Um, look, early days, but we'll no doubt Matty Reid will make sure I, uh, I I get the information out there early when they uh, hit the track of their debuts. But I've got a nice pup at the moment called Browsing About. Mm. Uh, he'll be one of the uh, favourites in the Maiden 1000 coming up this week. And he's strong box 70, run the fastest of the, of the semi-finals in 25.88. And... Look, uh, it might come off as a bit of a smart-alecky statement, but I don't think we've seen the best of the dog. He's got a lot of ability, and he's just still green in regards to his racing experience. So I've got a lot of patience for him, and I think uh, whatever he does on Thursday night is going to be a, a good step forward. Extremely modest is Brennan Matty about his dogs. If he's, if he's giving us that little nugget, I think he thinks... A browsing about might be a pretty mm. handy one. You mentioned that Maiden 1000 final there in, in Hobart, Brennan. Uh, who do you see as the one to beat? And have you got a winner for us in, in Hobart tomorrow night? We're recording this on Wednesday morning. Um, look, it's a good program. I think Power Band is, um, you know, look, I personally think my dog will start favourite in it browsing about, but I think Power Band is the, is the danger. And Disco Dance uh, for trainer Butch Deverell, I think, look, she's... Whatever she does, she's a very good each-way chance. She's very strong to the line, and she'll run a good race there on in the final. But uh, in the program there on Thursday night, I'm going to go nice and early. We've got race one, number three there, Roxy Rocker, for trainer Gary Fay. As many know, she came through the Breeders' Classic Series, the Devonport one that was held at Hobart, and showed a lot of promise. And, um, look, she's... 
looking to make it three on, three on the trot, and I think she's going to be hard to beat there in the opening race on Thursday. So race one, number three, Roxy Rocker. Uh, Brennan, appreciate your time on the podcast today. I've learnt something new now that Matty Reid's a, a desperate punter just like the rest of us. So if you if you have any other tips that you're going to send through to him, you've got my number now as well. You can shoot that through. Hey, appreciate your time. No, not a problem, guys. Best of luck going forward. And, uh, you know, thanks for your time to let us talk about our big events coming up. Beautiful. Thanks for that, Brennan. Brennan Ryan joining us there ahead of some huge nights in the Greyhounds in Tasmania. Over the next couple of days, uh, Matty, so you, you're telling me that you've lent on Brennan a few times for some tips. Uh, Brennan and I work pretty closely on a lot of the content he, he, put, he puts together for, for Taz Racing and just more on, on the dogs that his dad, Pat, trains. He's very modest, Brennan, around uh, the performance of them. Mm-hmm. Looking at the stats, uh, for 2022, 39% winning strike rate, the Pat Ryan Kennel. So he goes as good as two and five mm. in terms of what he brings to the track, and they're always in the market and, and very well respected. So a very astute, astute kennel is Pat, and, and Brennan does a terrific job uh, helping to promote Tassie Racing, as we saw by having him on just then. Uh, as we touched on at the start of the, the podcast, Matt, a huge week it's been in Tasmanian racing. We had the Elwick Stakes last weekend and King Island as well, the Miners Rest Cup, the time-honoured Miners Rest Cup, which uh, our very own Matty Stewart went over and, and had a look at. Um, feedback has been, certainly from what I've heard, is that it's been sensational. I also had some friends travel over as well. And great to give it the, the promotion and the love that... Um, it probably deserves, Matt, to be honest, and, and there was some great social media content come out over the, the couple of days as well. Yeah, it does. I mean, great promotion for King Island as a whole in terms of what, what it has to offer, the food, the people, the scenery, mm. uh, the hospitality, and, and of course, uh, the racing. I mean, just seeing a lot of the pictures and everyone I've spoken to just couldn't have spoken highly enough of the experience on King Island and, and how much they loved it. and. And even from a racing standpoint, uh, Tommy Doyle, who was the winning jockey of the Minus Rest Cup, he, he arrived in Tassie. He's a funny lad, Tommy Doyle. He'd, he'd probably weigh about 50 kilos soaking wet. He's got a big mop of red hair. Uh, he's got a cheeky grin. But he arrived in Tassie having outridden his acclaim as an apprentice because of the wins he had in, in North Queensland. It's made, him, it's made it very difficult for him to get a lot of good opportunities in Tassie as an apprentice that, that can't claim. So... Just to see the thrill and the look on his face when he won the Miners' Rest Cup with a Freedy is probably one of the biggest thrills that he's had in racing and may ever have in racing. And, and something like that is just absolutely priceless. I mean, it's a $20,000 race, but the thrill, the build-up and, and to see the excitement and joy he had, it, it may as well have been a Group 1. And I think that kind of sums up the racing on King Island in, in one race. Yeah, that's exactly what Matty Stewart said when he came back to... Victoria, after being there over the weekend, he said uh, Tommy Ryan, he had the, the best day of his life. So um, sensational to see that. And, and good on him for, for taking out the cup as well. Uh, looking ahead to, to racing this week in Tasmania, we've got the Launceston, uh, Launceston Ladbroke Stakes and also the Guineas. And there might not be final fields out yet, Matt, because as we're speaking, it's only 20 past nine on Wednesday morning. But, um, gee, there's some strong entries for both of those races. Yeah, there is. A, the Monsters and Guineas, I've been, Paddy Payne sort of mentioned he'll definitely come with mm. Dunkel, so we're expecting him to be in the uh, acceptances for that. Uh, whether Soul Choice comes over as well from the Waterhouse Bot Stable, ran second at Dunkel last start at Flemington. 
um, that remains to be seen. I think they're the standout too um, with respect to our locals. I think Royal and Tuff, who ran third in the Guineas, uh, Tassie Guineas in Hobart a couple of starts ago, is probably the clear pick and a, a big drop-off after that. So probably not a huge amount of depth in the Launceston Guineas, but a, a big amount of top-end talent. And we saw when Alpine Wolf went, or went well, basically fell in at $1.20 in this race last year. Mm. Um, there's no such thing as a, a living breathing in racing. I think Dunkel will be short odds, but uh, whether that's your cup of tea remains to be seen. And the Ladbroke Stakes, this is one where we probably are sweating on the acceptances a bit because Bello Bow is in there. I think uh, Adam Trinder pivoted a little bit after that narrow Tasmanian Guineas defeat. Uh, they were looking at the Australian Guineas. Might still be heading there, but I think the CS Hayes over 1,400 uh, was a target that they're looking at. Whether this is a stepping stone, we're not sure. He's nominated for a few races against the older horses through the carnival and, and knocked them back, the new market uh, being the main one. But even if Bellow Bow's not there, I think we will see Rebel Factor. Uh, he was scratched, unfortunately, uh, when he was due to take on the inevitable in Hobart in the Tassie Stakes a couple of weeks ago, just a foot absence there. It was nothing serious. I think he's probably the one to beat Rebel Factor, if, particularly if Bellow Bow's not there. But Turk Warrior recently won mm. the Carpet Charge. Uh, Liffey Bow and Gigi, or Liffey Bow won this race last year. I think Gigi's second over is always in the mix for this type of race. So um, this race has got a prize money bump up to 75000 this year and I think it's really paying dividends in terms of the quality of depth um, that we're getting here and th- this is actually the the last Launceston uh, night meeting in, until March on Friday night so mm. expecting it to have plenty of eyeballs on Yeah absolutely, hopefully a lot of people can go along to the races as well and you're right Turk Warrior back in the winner's stall last start so that's shaping as a, a really nice race and uh, what's happening in the trots over the next week or so Matt? Well, the harness we're racing at, at Carrick tomorrow, the, the St Mary's Cup, uh, unfortunately, they had to postpone the once, or sorry, abandon the once a year meeting at, at St Mary's on New Year's Day. The, the track there, which is essentially just an oval, was uh, too wet. So the St Mary's Cup's been moved to that Carrick program tomorrow. The, the conditions of that race has changed, but something for the punters to look at on the public holidays, the St Mary's Cup. And, a bit of a novelty and a real treat in Hobart on Sunday, Matty. The new Norfolk Pacing Cup is going to be run on the thoroughbred track. So mm. the balance of the program will be run on the, the normal harness track in Hobart, but the new Norfolk Cup will be run on the grass as, as something different this year, which will, which will be awesome to see. Mm. I think it, it probably adds a bit of an element of unknown from a punning perspective, but to, certainly from a, a viewership standpoint, it'll be great to see them running on the grass. Of course, the New Norfolk Cup, they, they did run for a lot of years up at the track there at New Norfolk, but unfortunately, for different reasons, that track's no longer in commission. So, to be frank, it's probably lost its heart and soul a little bit, the New Norfolk Cup meeting. It's often run on Australia Day or somewhere near the public holiday, and I think it's a good move by Taz Racing to try and breathe a bit of life into it by uh, running it on the grass this year. And It's attracted a, a full field and some really nice paces, so uh, we'll see how they go on the grass. Absolutely. Look forward to it. That'll be very intriguing. Uh, Matty, appreciate your time on the podcast today. Enjoy uh, the Australia Day public holiday. You're probably working through it like the rest of us, but enjoy it, and uh, we'll catch up next week. Thank you, mate. The Ladbroke Summer Racing Festival, right across Tasmania, right across summer. Head to summerracingfestival.com.au.